When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Hi, I'm Tane. And I'm Aid, and this is Alter Call, a Married at First Sight podcast. Hello, everyone out there. And hello to our guest, Allie. Hi, Allie. Hi, Aid. How's it going? It's going pretty well. Very excited that you're here. For our audience, I will just let you know that Allie is my sister. So my sister is a bit of a legend on this show. I think we've mentioned her many times because basically through your husband is how Tane and I met. True. So Allie and I sound a lot alike. We get this from everybody, including our own parents in the days before caller ID. We would often get a who are we talking to from the people that are responsible for our existence. So apologies in advance. As Tane said last week, this episode comes with a PSA. And the PSA is, we sound a lot alike, so we're going to try to say each other's names a lot so you know who's talking. So before we get into this week's episode, Allie, tell the people how much you have watched MAFs. Um, This was my first time watching an entire episode. So (laughs) this was an adventure for me. I will say that because you and Tane are, you know, people that I care about and we're starting this adventure, I have been an avid listener of your podcast. I do not miss a week. You know, I often call you and say, can't believe this happened. So it was a wonderful experience to put faces to names, but this was my first full episode. And I think that was part of the adventure. One of my favorite episodes is the one where you listened and then you had to find out what exactly Hurricane K was. (laughs) So I had to pull it up for you to watch. I don't remember this. With Michaela. Oh, yeah. Okay, you're right. I forgot. (laughs) (laughs) I did. I watched many a YouTube video of that because that was wild. (laughs) Yes. But yes, this is my first full episode. So it it was quite an adventure. I have I think six pages of handwritten notes. Um, so I am ready for this. I am, I'm, I'm ready. Let's bring it. Uh, before we bring it, should we talk about the socials? What, what happened on the socials? What happened in Mathsland? So I just took a quick glance at the only thing I saw of interest was that Woody and Amani posted a three month picture of Rain Amir, their beautiful little baby, and I enjoyed that. That's such a cute name. I like that name. Congrats and- to them. And then a bunch of people are celebrating anniversaries. So I saw the Philadelphia, um, AJ and Stephanie are in Antigua 
celebrating their anniversary because everybody's anniversary is at the same time. I was going to say, it's kind of like you could set your DVR by their anniversaries because you should know <laughs> exactly how long it is they've been married. Uh, oh, but on to this week's folks. Um, what did you think of the episode overall? Uh, what did I think of the episode overall? I enjoyed it. There was a lot of um, action. Like I said, I have been, you know, listening. I don't know. This is episode 10. So I've been listening to you guys talk about these people, talk about their relationships. So I really enjoyed putting names to faces. I will just say that um, it does not need to be two hours. If we cut a lot of the scenes of San Diego, there was one scene where we like we saw someone walking down the street in her butt. And I was like, oh, is that a character? But no, it was just random people. So if we cut scenes of San Diego, we could get through this in an hour and a half. And you know <laughs> that I am efficiency is so important to me. I'm trying to get through life. So but I really did. I enjoyed it. I'm not sure if I'm coming back next week, but I enjoyed this week. Okay, I'm fun. glad. I thought it was a good... I'm glad if you're only going to watch one episode, I feel like this was actually one good episode to watch. Uh, so we started with our usual round robin of people making breakfast and it just being in the morning. And we hear that it's the month anniversary, which is, you know, every couple celebrating being married for one month. Um, we start with Kristen going to paint with her, I call her Hillary Duff looking friend. Her name is Zoe. Did you think she looked like Hillary Duff? I did not get Hillary Duff. Okay. But you know what? Honestly, at that point in the episode, I was trying to figure out who was Kristen and who was the friend. So my <laughs> mind was in a different place. <laughs> uh, so they made candles, which you and I went candle making and it didn't involve chopping. Yeah, and it was one of those bench scrapes. You know, it's the thing that I have to, like, scrape off my um, counter when I'm cooking. So I was like, oh, that's interesting. What kind of candles are these? But that's fine. I think they have to chop it up into little pieces. It was good. It looked like a good activity. (laughs) So they get to the topic of discussion, which is where these poor people are forced to sit down and talk with their friends about marriage. And Kristen's summary is, uh, things are good, but he doesn't believe in her dream of flipping houses. Which I was like, is flipping houses really your dream? Success is a crime of the environment. My notes, my handwriting is tragic, so some of my notes are not truly legible. But I wrote flipping home, success is a crime. And then I was really confused as to why thinking about her parents made her cry. Sorry, am I jumping ahead? Did you want to spend more time on success as a crime? No, actually, that's where I was going next is I did not understand why she started crying about her parents. I believe her parents are divorced. No, because they were at the wedding together. I think she was talking about like when. Sorry, we can't jump ahead. But when they were looking at family pictures, wedding pictures, they were together. They were hanging out together. I don't know. They're divorced. Oh, I did not pick up on that. So she was like, oh, okay. You know what? Anyways, I what amazed me is how over him the friend was. Like, <laughs> I wrote, friend is over him. Like, friend is not feeling him at all. She's like, so I guess we're done with this experiment. Now you know. Like, friend is not even trying to, like, maybe this can work out. Zoe, Zoe Hillary Duff is done. <laughs> I'd see, I didn't get done from Hillary Duff slash Zoe. I did get the whole, like, but if you want to run, I support you. Mm. Yeah. To me, that's done. So, so, so next, because everybody's talking to their friends this week, we move on to Morgan and Deborah. 
Morgan is, uh, you know who Morgan is. Um, oh, yes. <laughs> were, you, were you at the beginning where you try to figure out which one was Morgan or was it pretty clear? No, it was pretty clear because um, Deborah seemed older. I was like, that's interesting. I wondered if Deborah was like a fellow nurse friend. Um, but I thought Deborah seemed like her wise, you know, mother auntie figure. Um, sorry, Deborah, if you're not older. Um, so it was clear to me who was Morgan and who was Ben. I mean, who was different there? So their topic of conversation is that Ben never stopped talking to Justin about their relationship and that he's broken her trust. And Alexis told Morgan that she kept on hearing things that Ben had said about her from Justin and that sometimes he talks on speakerphone. And I'm just like, there's so much stupidity amongst all these people. First off, why is Justin taking calls from Ben on speakerphone? in front of Alexis and Alexis is reporting back to Morgan that Ben is lying on you or that is what Morgan says. There's a lot of telephone here. Mm -hmm. And then they give us a summary of what has happened through like the conversation and through video flashbacks. So she went, once she heard this thing from Alexis, she went and grabbed her stuff and let him know that she knows from the video, I don't know what she told him. I know things. And I think the poor man was like, what do you know? So we see him try to run after her. And then she keeps walking. So then we see him picking up the phone, I assume, immediately to call Justin. And, th- and then we find out that he did go to Justin and Alexis's apartment. And then Alexis calls Morgan and says, Ben is at my apartment right now. And FaceTimes. And she yells at him for going to their house. And Alexis told me everything. And then Alexis says that it's a problem that he goes to Justin for everything. And so then Morgan yells, you tell Justin everything about us. Then she's telling Ben that he's a liar. So then she demands that he walks out of Justin and Alexis' apartment at this moment and talk to her. And then by that point, both her, when she's telling the story, both Deborah and Morgan are crying. And her friend says that it feels like they're closing the door. What did you make of uh, of Morgan and her recounting of the story? Um, Wow. So again, I'm going to refer to my notes because it was a lot. But I wrote poor communicator. Like, I just felt like I I think you you may have had at some point a valid argument, but you have laid it out so poorly. Like, you have not communicated properly. Like, when she's like, oh, you went over to talk to Alexis. I can't believe you went over to talk to Justin. Uh, You didn't even try and talk to me. I was like, but if you wanted to talk, why'd you leave? Like, that's Mm -hmm. not how you talk. You don't say I want to, how are you going to be mad at someone for going to talk to someone when he tried (laughs) to talk to you and you left? I mean, aid, I wrote poor Ben, question mark. Like, that's all that I have to say because how this is like, there's not fighting fair and there's whatever this is. And this is like, I don't know what he's supposed to, he's just supposed to sit in this house with the feelings and just be sad. Can he call his mom? Like who is appropriate to discuss this with? Because you are not available to discuss it. So yeah, I mean, I think that perhaps she had a point, um, but the way that she went about it, um, it's like, eh, it's gone. There's no point. There's no, there's no defense. Like you've just... I kept thinking about what Nina said about how she hates him. (laughs) (laughs) Um, 
this will come up later and we will but yes from the very beginning i said from last week i am not i'm ready to not be team bin necessarily but i do think morgan is just i'm not a fan of her style and this whole argument i thought was, was it had like little smacks of controlling like you're not allowed to talk to anybody unless I give you permission mm-hmm. to talk to them at the time that you may talk to them. And this is what you may say to them. You lied to my face. You like, I was just like, whoa. <laughs> wow. And do you think Alexis was shit stirring? Um, I don't know how to feel. I'm trying to keep my opinions and my thoughts on this centered on the one relationship. I will say that I don't think Alexis is helpful, but I'm going to give her the benefit of the doubt and hope that it's not coming from a like a place of drama creating shit stirring and just like you're inadvertently making this worse um but yeah i definitely like she's not helping she no she's uh, i thought that with the phone call she was trying to help because instead of playing the game of like telephone but i don't think she realized it she'd be dealing with a morgan who's like telling her man he's not allowed to talk to anybody so just and I don't the- understand, sorry, um, I guess going back to Alexis, I don't understand what her, and it's unfortunate because we didn't see the conversation where she told her, but I'm kind of like, what was your intent and how did you say, hey, he continues to talk about you? Like, that part isn't clear to me either. My theory is that Justin has previously been overly emotionally involved with Ben's problems. Mm. And I wonder if she told Morgan because she sees Justin's involvement as a problem for Justin. Mm, Okay. But who knows? So we move on to Justin and his brother getting together and uh, Alexis meeting with her friend Jackie. And Alexis describes her marriage as an emotional roller coaster. And Justin admits to his brother that he has apparently been having outbursts all of his life, but nobody has called him out on it until Alexis and Alexis says that Justin doesn't know how to self-regulate, that she has to do it for him to tell him, like, you need to calm down and then we can come back and talk about it. And she has to guide him through regulating his emotions. And I think a part of her is like, I, I'm too old for this. Um, and she tells her friend that she's losing her drive in the marriage and she's shutting down. And then the friend asked, are you going to say no on decision day? And Alexis says that she would be uncomfortable saying yes, but she would also be uncomfortable saying no. So she just doesn't know. I, I don't have much to say on this. Like, okay. It was so, a lot of nothing. There was a lot of nothing. Agreed. <laughs> Next, we move on to Stasha and her mama, Stacy, who are making grandma's cookie bars while Stasha and her mom talk about how Nate needs to reassure Stasha that he's falling in love with her. And I feel like her mom is trying to talk some sense into her. This is the same retread of what Stasha was doing last week, where she was pressuring Nate to say he loves her. Um, And her mom, I think, does a good job of being like, is he not showing you anything? And she's like, no, he's showing me things. Well, okay. And uh, Stasha talks about her um, trust issues with people. And her mom in an interview says that she thinks she's part of the problem because Stasha saw her in a bad relationship and that she prays that Stasha will give Nate the opportunity. Uh, So I thought that was good-ish. I mean, it's very retread of last week. I liked her mom though. Cause you know, like who we are. And honestly, I was thinking about Morgan, kind of going back to Morgan, but 
really for Stasia, a lot of who we are and how we respond to things are rooted in, in our past, right? And so I really liked her mom sort of making it make sense a little bit more, like it was retread, but I appreciated her mom maybe saying, hey, the reason that she thinks this way, that she feels this way is because of what she saw me go through. And I just, so I, I just, I liked her mom. And yeah, I liked two of them together. I love a Stacey, did you notice her mom's name is Stacy? Stacy Stasia? I just, oh. <laughs> I liked their matching pink aprons. Yes, they were cute. <laughs> so, the experts in their over their interview, whatever, tell us once again, this is the one month anniversary uh, episode. So we do a little round robin to find out what everybody's doing. Um, Lindy and Miguel are going on a boat. Morgan is by herself and says that like, it's one month, but I don't feel like it's one month and it's not excited, uh, exciting. And she's tired and she's mentally drained. Um, and she needs to tell him how she feels. But in the longer segments, we start with Kristen and Mitch. Um, I'm sorry, did you have any thoughts on the round robins? No, 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 that's fine. I find the round robins very boring and I wish that they would not happen so that we could get to actually material. So carry on. (laughs) (laughs) Kristen and Mitch, she um, gives him instructions on how to pet the dog properly, um, which is like, okay. Stasha is at the door and she says that Nate wants a dog. So to test it out, she's going to dog sit for Kristen and Mitch while they go away for their one month. I know that Stasha doesn't want a dog because she's famous for having like an intensely clean house. And I don't think a dog goes with her intensely clean house, but look at her compromising. Cause she's like, well, Nate wants a dog. So we'll just have to figure it out. But the compromising didn't get the whole way to her face because <laughs> when this chick said, I mean, I think you guys had mentioned the roles before on a previous episode. When this chick said we were going to have to clean the folds, I was like, ugh. And then you know why I don't have a dog, especially in an apartment complex, because it is my true belief that um, both God and our parents who immigrated to this country did not do it so that we can follow a dog around picking up poop with our hands. <laughs> <to his tradition>. <laughs> so, <laughs> that's not what they did. The sacrifices were made for... For a different purpose, how do I explain all that was done for me in my life to them be like, and now I follow this dog around and I pick up shit in my with this plastic bag. Like Satya was me and the schedule. <laughs> oh, that schedule. I mean it was I don't know. I don't have a dog. I don't want to judge, but I was like, that is an intense schedule. No, for that little you know, dog. when I dog sat um for our friends um here it was that intense of a schedule. Like I had to go there like five times and you know, I didn't bring the dog to my house because all of the previous above, but like we had to go at this time to let him out. And did they like, I mean, it's, they, they have needs. They need a lot of attention. I believe the schedule, the schedule. Yeah, it is what it is. I'm with you, Stasia. But she did it. She did it for the she love of it. Nate. So she could mm-hmm. get used to this dog life. Uh, so Kristen and Mitch go out of town to some sort of retreat. The colonizer vibes were very strong with this one. Um, um, There's yoga. There's a lot of Buddhist imagery. It made me uncomfortable. Um, Kristen says that she wants to do no heavy discussions. And they do yoga. And she makes fun of his ujjayi breathing. You know in yoga they tell you to breathe real deeply? I don't know that he wasn't. The man was grunting. That was a breathing. I've done yoga. Perhaps, you know what I was thinking though, is like many of my yoga 
classes have been in rooms with music. And I was like, perhaps they needed music um, along with the instruction, but it was, it was a lot. Um, and it would throw me off my, um, my yoga in yoga. Yeah. My practice, my own practice. If I had to listen to it, it was a lot. Um, the, the minute their dog, Kristen is like, you're really grunty. <laughs> Do you see what the, the teacher was laughing too? Yes. The, teacher <laughs> the man was, was aggressive. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but Mitch, I will say Mitch's turnaround was amazing because he's like, I need to release tension. And yoga is like marriage where you stretch and you find your limit and that he's pushed her to her limit and vice versa. And then how do we find something good there? I was like, that is some very good metaphoring, bitch. Um, we're not through the whole episode, but I did have a thought in this that like, I did not get full environmental Mitch. Like he just seemed to be going with the flow of everything. <laughs> Um, you know, I'm glad they gave Bitch a break from annoying us with his some of his stances. Yoga was good. They and they seemed really like they seemed good together. I liked them at that point. I enjoyed them. It was sweet. And that is the thing about Kristen and Mitch. They have moments like that where I'm like, they're so good. And then he does things, or it's mainly him. I, I will, I will. The way they're playing this, it's mainly him. Um. But yeah, like this whole house flipping thing. But other than that, Kristen and Mitch, the, from the way they started, they have come a long way. And they are a very cute couple. And they seem very comfortable and natural and happy with each other a lot of the time. So next up is Lindy and Miguel's like month anniversary date. They sent these people out to freeze on a boat. Um, they got married in February. So I'm thinking this should be March, but I guess mm. it was cold that weekend. Or... No, it's cold in, yeah. <laughs> Um, Lindy and Miguel just basically sit around and talk about how much they like each other and eat charcuterie. I did note the reliability and predictability and the consistency and consistency. And I loved when she was like, oh no, you haven't seen me at my worst. And I was like, this man is like, wait, there's more? Like that, that was funny. Um, but it was very like, just generally sweet and nice. And we like each other and we're so great and we're so happy and um, it was it was nice. It was you know I think that watching the show it's one of the things that I don't think I get enough of from listening to y'all. Not that you don't talk about them being nice, but just seeing the sweetness together. I was like, oh, this is this is good. This is why someone does this. This is sweet. Yeah, that was that was good. I'm happy for them. I think they're going to be okay. Um, Stasia and Nate are going to a lawyer for the postnup. Yes. Which was a topic of discussion from the very beginning. I think even before the wedding, Stasha was talking about how she wanted to post up. I really enjoyed, um, like, it was a good scene. And I think that, uh, you know, she's been talking about actions and proving it. Uh, my, my husband happened to walk by at this moment when she was like, so if two people put money into an account and then like, and it looked like that was going to go left when she was like, and then, you know, say they get divorced, do they split the funds the way that it came in? And I really was like, Ooh, this, cause my thought would be you would split it 50, 50 at that point. And the fact that he was like, no, it would be, you know, in accordance with who had put most and how they just like, to me, that was a potential landmine and it was completely not an issue. And I was like, this is good. This is good. This is again, I'm just feeling all the, the good vibes and the positivity of that interaction what did you think I was just so happy because I thought 
Nate is much chiller than I thought anybody would be about a post-nup. It's not that I thought it was wrong of her to ask for one, but he's been very, very accepting and like very chill about it. Um, And I think that that's kind of admirable. I think that you could get into your emotions about it really easily, no matter how confident and secure that you are. But he hasn't. He's just like, okay, I'll sign it. Um, I will also say that um, my husband, like I said, was around during this scene. And so I was like, oh, she makes, I think I said she makes like 500 and he makes like 150. And he was like, that makes sense that he's chill because he is making, like, he's okay. Like he's secure. Am I right on those numbers? Yes, yes. Yeah. He was like, if he was making like 30 and she was making 150, I think that this would be a more awkward conversation. But at 150, like he knows he's taking care of himself. He doesn't have a great need for her. So if she wants to protect hers, that makes sense. He's like, this makes sense to me um, with those numbers. So I just I just thought that was interesting, um, that, that perspective. But yeah, I, it was just good. It was just easy and good. And I see your point about him being secure in something that could be an awkward conversation but i would also say like i met you a month ago and what you had before is definitely something i should keep my hands off so i think if he had a different reaction we'd be like what's up with that i have a question about the logistics of maths um i think that they definitely sign a prenup of some kind because there's just no way they can go into these tv marriages without a prenup um so I wondered what exactly differentiated the post-nup from whatever prenup they signed. We'll never probably find the answer, but mm-hmm. I'm still curious. Mm-hmm. No wonder. All right, guys, we will be right back. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. And we are back with Mitch and Kristen. They get their wedding basket, which is always like so cute. Um, cause Mitch says that they have a rough week, but he's like, he acknowledges the existence of producers. He's like, they're pulling at our heartstrings, but it's a good way. And he likes looking at their pictures and reading their vows and feeling all the hope and optimism. And it makes him feel sentimental and appreciative. And Kristen starts crying, looking at her dad. Kristen really has cried a lot this episode. Um, <laughs> she thinks that if they continue nights like these, that they can fall in love. And she looks forward to more moments with him like this. First off, I understand that we're making television. I actually don't enjoy, I really thought to myself what my issue was here. Because I don't like the reading of vows. Like vows to me belong to the two people that they happen to. So I'm even a little bit awkward about like making your own vows publicly. Anyways, I have my own issues. Um, But I really liked their vows. And I think that if you're marrying someone that you met on that day, they were good vows. And I thought it was good to read. And maybe because it was the first one, I was like, oh, this is sweet with the pictures. And like, you know, um, definitely acknowledge the existence of the manipulation of the producers. Um, But it was it was well done. I think the first one, 
I think the order that they put them in is important. And so I'm glad that we got them first. <laughs> uh, next up is Lydia Miguel, where they discuss, I think their boat right went haywire at the end. And I'm like, yeah. are you guys not going to show us any video of this? No. Um, when it rained on them, it's like that's blowing the myth of San Diego. It doesn't ever rain in San Diego. It's part of the advertising. Oh. Probably you're contractually obligated to not show rain in San Diego. <sighs> Lindsay, Lindy, sorry, explains that she's less anxious and she hasn't been biting her nails as much since she got married yeah. because Miguel deals with her well and makes her feel secure and cared for. Um, I wondered, does the champagne come open or did they just not show us when it was open? Because it looks... <laughs> I also, um, my thought, sorry, I was, uh, I went to jokes early. I really thought that was interesting because it was very, and I, I hate to poke at our, you know, most likely to succeed couple, but everything about them is about how she feels. She feels secure. Like it's very one-sided. Good, good point. Yes. So even like they're, oh, we're so happy. It's because you like, he has found a um, way to navigate her predictable unpredictability. And then this is like, you know, my nails, I'm, you know, so I was just like, I mean, and it's working for them. So, but I just thought that was interesting. And then when he got sad, when she was like clowning the pictures, I was like, I, all this man wants, he's asked very little, just don't make fun of his wedding day. And yeah, and she couldn't give him that. And that made me sad for him. She kept on saying, oh, this is so awkward. Oh, this is so awkward. It's, I, I totally understood why he was like, no, like, I don't look at it like, oh, this was so awkward. Mm-hmm. This was like a good moment for us. I loved it. It was the first moment I met you. Like, I don't know. <sighs> um, then, let me take it from here because how I felt when this happened. Then we cut to Morgan with the angry music doing boxing like it was so dramatically angry like i was like i I need to adjust my feelings what happened oh morgan says to us oh uh, we had plans to go back to the wedding venue but she's definitely going there to give him some vows tomorrow and the whole thing is very menacing and threatening And they show her like punching and kicking. Mm-hmm. Ben doesn't know what's coming. Oh. Um, this episode, the best part of this whole episode, our comic relief was Nate doing a selfie camera with Luna humping her bed. <laughs> there was a lot of comic relief, but that was really fun. This dude, and the way he was like, "Is she a girl?" Like, yes. <laughs> Thanks, Luna. Luna provided many a laugh this week. Thanks, Luna. That nasty little breathing dog. (laughs) She was a star. Sweet Luna. Uh, Justin and Alexis are scrapbooking, and I was so confused. I was like, is this what they got for their one-month anniversary? Maybe they didn't make them an album. Well, I... Did they do that stuff later? But... I was like, did their activity get rained out or was it too cold? Like, why is their one month anniversary activity making a scrapbook? How many times can we see people receiving a surprise box that is not a surprise because this is season 15? I appreciated them not subjecting us to that again and just going straight to the scrapbooking personally. And I'm like, that's how I can tell you haven't been watching Bass. You know how many people I've watched do this exact same activity? Um, (laughs) Different baskets, all with the same stuff. 
I'm just glad we didn't get it. Oh my gosh, I wonder what it could be. Um. <laughs> uh, so during their scrapbooking, Alexis talks about how things are good and Justin is a little bit negative, but he also says like one month is not enough time. And she's like, what are you saying? We can build upon our mistakes. He says he's just going to hope for the best for decision day, which actually sounded to be like he was giving up. See, and I did not. That's what she read too. And I read that so differently. I read it as him saying, I don't think I can become all that you are looking for me to be in a month. I hope we have longer to get there. I don't think it was saying I'm not going to try or I'm not going to do anything. I think it was just like, I have a lot of work to do and I don't know that this is enough time for me to do all the work that I think I need to be doing. That's how I read it. Okay. And I, you know, that makes more sense than probably where Alexis and I were going. Um, what did you think of her response? I don't know. Um, I thought her response, even though I, like I said, I think she misunderstood what he was saying. Her response was good in that, it's not all bad. So it's not like we're trying to fix a hundred percent of this relationship. We've had some good times. I will say though, that I don't, I, I don't see it for them because I'm sorry to doom them or, you know, say it's not going to work out because again, communication. So you got your poor communication, which has been, Oh, sorry, Morgan, just like stomping away. But then I feel like their communication is not good either. Like, they're not talk. they're talking, but they're not, they continue to not understand each other. So that was kind of what I read in her response was still like, she's not, they're not understanding. They're not communicating. And so, yeah, that, that was sort of where I. Mm. Yeah. Okay. Um, I, this is interesting to me that this episode, there's like all these conversations that people are having and I'm like, I'm not getting a ton out of this. Mm-hmm. So Stasia and Nate go on another picnic. I don't know why these two people have been picked as the official picnic goers of maths this season. They look beautiful outside. It, it did. They also look like they were freezing. Well, the, and they were wearing their same fits from the, um, from the lawyer because that coat. Um, so I think there was just maybe a, a convenient place to set it up outside the, the lawyer's office. I don't know. I thought they didn't look that cold. I feel like San Diego in March is cold in the water, but it's fine elsewhere. I think they didn't look cold to me. They looked happy. Um, I enjoyed their conversation. Um, I'm happy for them and where they're going in their conversation. I do feel again, maybe it's again, jumping in, you know, this week, maybe I'm a little bit like uh, Nena and, you know, not having context, but he's like I'm here and then at one point she's like oh what number are you on and I'm like but what are you giving him like again it seemed pretty one-sided and insecure like the man said I'm falling in love I'm you know getting closer and she's like so how much can you quantify like is it like an 8.5 or like an 8.7 like come on and I'll just give her that last week he said he was 40% in love with her so this week she wanted to quantify what the number was if they had made any progress since last week. I still think it's unnecessary, but it's all good. And you're, you know, I'm so glad you pointed this out. There was no discussion, not even a little bit of discussion of like Stasha's returned feelings. It was just like, oh, do you love me? Yeah. And how much? Like she didn't tell him I'm 60% 
Um, so yes, perhaps it's the nature of like maybe the men coming with the upper hand. That's why there's so much like pleasing the women. I don't know. Uh, but again, I noticed that. Um, <laughs> and then Morgan chose violence. <laughs> Last week, Jade was like, oh, they're faking out with the throwing the, the flowers on the floor. No, there was no faking. That girl really did throw those flowers on the floor. It gives bad acting vibes, too. <laughs> like, are you on a soap opera? Yes! Like, the whole... I mean, okay, we should give the people the details, but... Um... I was very confused as to why in the lead up they were very much like Morgan, Morgan, Morgan. And then the day of, Ben is like, oh, I haven't really talked to her. Uh, maybe she's still mad. I was like, you look dumb right now. Oh, because he should have known that he was walking into an ish show? I don't think he should have known he was walking into an ish show. But I was also like, why are you faking stupidity? Like, Oh, I don't know what's going on. I'm just going to walk in and hope that we can salvage our relationship. The woman has refused to talk to you for a couple days. Like, I just felt like he should have been more honest about the, the fact that he was in a bad position with his wife. I feel like what could he say or do? That's why <sighs> I go, like, it's very, like, I don't know. How much can you do when she's not talking to me? Like, maybe she's not talking to me, and when she sees me, she'll have calmed down and she'll want to talk to me. Um, again, Morgan hates Ben. Like, what is he supposed to do with that? I have no idea. But so she, he walks up, he gives her the flowers, she flows them on the floor, and then Morgan starts with her pontificating. I was excited when I got married. I thought I was meeting a person who was going to care for me, who was going to be a partner, who was going to be my husband, who was going to have my back. And you are not that man. My vows are not for you, but I'm giving you an opportunity to explain yourself. I'm like, girl, get off your high horse. It's a very high horse. Um, sorry, I'm going to, like, I have to ask this question because I think, again, going to the context of why people who we are. Is Morgan the one who didn't tell her parents, her dad, she was getting married until the day off? No, that was Kristen. Okay. Interesting. Okay. <laughs> Morgan has no relationship right now with her dad. He didn't um... come to the wedding, nor was he invited. Okay, well, I'm not going to put things on her that aren't there. But it's like, I thought that the the whole response, like I said, the situation is you had a valid, you had a potentially valid argument, but you've like just lost the rails. So perhaps there's, you know, sometimes what we see, the manifestation of something is not always the entire story. So perhaps there's some backstory about trust, about, you know, talking behind her back that like makes this make sense. Because it just seems so large a response and so outsized to his potential action. So the backstory, I guess, is what happened at the honeymoon, which is where he... No, I know the whole nursing and it's uh, associates versus a bachelor's, but it's still too big for that, right? Correct. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Even that, it's too... Um, the response does not... Yeah, I just feel like it's too big. And if it's that, then like, then aid. The thought that I had, is, I miss Alyssa. Like, this is worse <laughs> than Alyssa. <laughs> like, you should admit it. If you admit it, then I'll sit down. But then I'm just going to sit down. I'm going to hate you sitting down. Like, at least Alyssa was like, I don't want anything to do with him. I'm just here to hang with my friends. Can I? 
I, I really honestly had the thought of Alyssa was cleaner. At least she hated him up front to his face, objectively disliked him. This is worse than faking like you might be able to get past it for the purposes of television. That's bad. Well, what I did not understand is he, she accused him of lying because he said, I haven't been, when they were in group settings, he, she says, you said that you weren't saying anything in group settings and all the guys are talking about their problems and you wouldn't say anything, but you went to Justin and told him everything. And I'm like, okay, well, those two things are not, are not the same. same. Yeah. And he's like the stuff from the honeymoon. And she's like, no, no, no. You have told, there's so much more and you're not fessing up to it. And I'm like, what else? What else? You have like your one concrete example and then we're waiting for like, so what, what did this man say? You told Justin, I was mad that your family's perfect. And I'm like, that's a weird way to spin something that he probably did say. And that's why I say like the reaction is outsized. Like, okay, let's just talk, think about that. If you believed it's not about telling Justin. It's about the family that I come from and you thinking your family's better than me and me having insecurity about my family. Like, it's about so much more than what she's saying it's about. It's not about telling Justin. It's about potentially you feeling that your family is better and me feeling insecure in my family. Like, it's that's why I'm like, Alyssa at least was like, I just don't like it. Like, it's a, that's better than this where I'm caring so much that any misstep from you is devastating to the point that I'm doing angry boxing like I I feel like it cannot be said enough Morgan hates Ben (laughs) um so she does like I I I can't deal like I can't respect dramatics I'm like if you want to fight with Ben then sit down and fight with Ben but like you wanted to make a big speech and like put him down and then storm away you know how I can't stand people who storm away Mm -hmm. and want someone to chase them so, of course, the producer chases her and she's crying and she said she's crying because she's frustrated because she's not going to get anywhere with him. And she basically says, like, I'm not going to talk to you. And Ben is like, he's verbally on his knees. He's like, I'll just own up to all of it. We'll figure it out. Like Ben has gotten to the point where he is just apologizing over and over again so that she'll talk to him. And then Morgan's all like, I'm walking away. And then Ben's like, I don't know what to do. And then finally she agrees to sit down and talk to him. And then Ben apologizes, says that he definitely talked to Justin behind her back multiple times. I feel like Ben, I still don't think Ben, I don't know if Ben did anything wrong. Yeah, I I don't know if he did anything wrong either. And it seemed like even if like, He admitted talking to Justin, but it wasn't just Justin. Who else was it? Did you talk to anybody else? Oh, so you talked, so you didn't just talk to Justin. Like he could not win for trying. He could not admit enough. It was just, I don't know if he did anything wrong. I really don't think it's about what he did. It's about how she feels about so many other things that aren't what she's saying. I'm very, that's why I wanted to know more. Besides that one thing about the family, I was like, what did this man say? What did Alexis say that he was saying? And his apologies, I felt like were just, they were were desperation apologies. They were, producers told me to apologize so we can continue filming. And I'm not sure he has anything to be sorry for. Yeah. 
I want to know who he has permission to talk to about the issues that they have. Like, it's very controlling to me. Like, she wants to control who he talks to and what he's allowed to talk about. Um, And I do think that there is something to be said for protecting your relationship. Like, I do think that there is validity in that. But I also think everybody deserves to have somebody to talk to. Mm -hmm. I also think Ben picked the wrong person to talk to. (laughs) That is also true. (laughs) I mean, I think... Mitch would be a much safer place for all of this. I, do, I would not. First off, Justin's relationship is not going well enough to be given anybody advice. Miguel, this is a great place for Miguel. But maybe Miguel doesn't want to listen to it either. You know, <laughs> not only do you have to find someone good to talk to, you have to find someone who wants to listen. Those may not be yeah the same person. I, I think Justin really screwed up here. <laughs> I I don't think Justin is the right person to be talking to. And I also think he, he's probably giving Ben bad advice based on how the first one went. I I don't think he's the best person, but anyway, um, but she just, I I just want to pause there though. It is, this is not, perhaps Justin is not the best person, but I, I don't think there's anyone she, he could have talked to that she would be okay with. Like, I don't think that, Maybe Alexis calling and saying, hey, he's talking to him. But she was upset before Alexis called because she was upset that he was upset about, you know, like she just, it's on them. I was on, I won't say it's on them. It's on her to me. Um, I don't know that Justin is really the fault line here. This issue was broken. <laughs> And then how it ended was bonkers. Morgan's like, well, it would be very easy for me to walk away. I, whenever people say that, I'm like, then walk. But she's like, no, we're going to continue to go through this process and you're going to show up every day. You're going to see me every day and know how much you've hurt me. And I was like, the level of self-importance here is very high. Mm-hmm. And poor Ben is just like a beaten dog. He's like, yeah, yeah. And she's like, we'll have to talk to the experts. And I'm like, what? <sighs> um, so Ben is left to look at wedding stuff alone. <laughs> And that was like so terrible. I wish they had not. Even if they had filmed it, I wish someone was like, "The people don't need this. We don't need this." Because was he crying or was he just like, was his nose running? You know what we did talk about? What the white buildup on his lip while they were outside arguing? Please tell me you noticed this. I didn't notice it. It was like um, like sweat. No, it's like the white crust on your mouth that builds up, I think, when it's cold, at least. Oh. I... <laughs> but the thing was, is that it came and it would go and it would came and it would go. And I was like, they're showing their hand with this editing. Maybe they gave him some chapstick in between and then they like, so, yeah, that's funny. <sighs> I did not notice at all. I'll go back and look for it. The producer was like, so you're going to stay in this like honeymoon suite by yourself? <laughs> and he's like, I think I'm going to go home. <laughs> um. It's it, by the way, they should have been the last couple to celebrate their one month because they were the last couple to get married because he got COVID, so their wedding was delayed. Did we see someone after? No, I think they were last, right? Yeah, I think they were last. We just never saw Alexis and Justin celebrate their one month anniversary. Yes, we did. That was the um, scrapbooking. But they never did the pictures in the. Wait, they did do um, the pictures. They had pictures in their scrapbooking. I felt I thought their scrapbooking was their one month anniversary thing. Oh, but they didn't get their vows and the okay. I can't believe they just missed them like that. Anyway, something off with the um, very awkward delivery of an open bottle of champagne. 
You know that champagne might not be real. What do you mean? They give them fake champagne. Like juice? Yeah. Why? Um, I don't know, but something we we figured it out. Like I don't know in Boston or like that. I even I was like that doesn't look like champagne. And then they made reference at one point to how the producers gave them like fake alcohol for uh, like gathering. And so half the time they give them alcohol. I'm like I'm not sure if that's real. Oh, I wonder if that's like a hey we don't want you to get choiced and we're gonna record this seven different times. So here, drink some juice. <laughs> All right. So um, we ended like the music was very very sad when we went away. Yeah. From yeah. All right, guys, we'll be right back. And we are back with Nate and Stasha. Allie, what are they doing? They are getting tattoos. Which is, um, there are many ways to think about getting tattoos with your husband of one month that you were set up by production on Lifetime. Um. But yeah, they're getting tattoos. I loved when he was telling the tattoo artist they've been married for a month. And then the guy was like, oh, how long have you known each other? And he was like, exactly the same amount of time. And the guy was like, let me just do my work here. Um, <laughs> <laughs> let me not ask too many questions. Now I'm gonna ask, you know, I've already asked one too many here. So let me just focus on what it is I'm here to do. Um, but no, I thought it was, um, I thought it was sweet. I, I did think it was sweet. And I think that, one of the beautiful things about relationships is that there are no two who are exactly alike. So I liked that this is something for them. And this is, you know, it didn't seem production led. It didn't seem like, Hey, let's get the exact same basket of pictures and apple juice. Um, So I thought it was, I thought it was sweet and they were so happy with each other. I think that was the other really great thing to see is how, how much they enjoyed the togetherness of it. I appreciate your optimism because I sure was like, I wonder how much it costs to get that removed. How big is this? Because the bigger it is, the harder it is to get removed. I actually think that Nate and Stasha are like a good couple. And I think they're going to say yes on decision day and last a long time, actually. But I still think I've never seen a couple on maps get tattoos. And I do not think this is a good idea. Mm. At one point, I was like, maybe it's fake. Maybe they're just punking us. And it's like, nope, that is a very real tattoo. Very real. Um, he makes, Nate makes a joke about how he can lose the wedding ring, but not the tattoo. And Stasha's like, no, you actually can't lose the wedding ring. <laughs> I mean, he absolutely can lose the wedding ring, but um, okay. Uh, so then there is a one month anniversary party bus experience. Everybody, what? Everybody gets on the bus. Everybody's getting dressed. Please, Allie, tell me what you thought of Alexis's outfit. <laughs> That's so funny. <laughs> I thought, how is she going to pee? Um, <laughs> that is what I thought. <laughs> I thought it's going to be really hard. Hopefully the bathroom is clean because she's going to have to get fully undressed. I hope there's a side zipper. Those were my thoughts. I also, um, Alexis likes to show the cha-chas and, you know, that is fine. Um, she has great ones. So I feel like in every outfit, we got a good cleavage shot from Alexis. But that was my biggest concern is how does one go to the bathroom? Is there a side zipper? Um, she looked good, though. Everybody looked good. I, re- I noticed that, too. Everyone looked really good. Um, Nate and Stasia to me, are so cute. They give me very, like, power couple. <laughs> yeah. I knew you, know? you were going to say it. I knew you were going to say it. 
Is that, yeah, I, they, they're they're cute to me. So I, I enjoyed the outfits, you know? I, I like watch, looking at people's clothes and being like, I hope one day I have the confidence to wear a bright pink jumpsuit with, with no discernible zippers. Um, that That is all that I have to say on that. What do you think about, what did you think about her jumpsuit? The thing about Alexis is, okay, first off, her outfits to me range from like, oh, that looks amazing to, hmm. And the pink jumpsuit was definitely a hmm. But I always love that Alexis celebrates herself. Mm -hmm. And she usually celebrates herself in pink, which is my favorite color. So I'm like, well, I can't really disapprove. That's my color. Um, um, So everybody gets on the bus, says hello. um, And then they do the inevitable like, oh, wait, there's supposed to be 10 of us. There's only eight of us. Justin seems to be in the know and he's like, oh, they're, uh, they're not coming. Kristen, well, she said Ben wasn't coming. And then I think someone was like, well, Morgan could come by herself. And then someone's like, no, why would she come by herself? And then, and then Kristen is like, oh, if Mitch and I were not good, I would be coming for a nice I dinner by myself. I appreciated her so much for that. <laughs> Kristen said, we're going to eat. And it's after. <laughs> I'm going to come eat. I'm going to come hang out with y'all. She said, and hang out with my friends. Which was like, what? Well, was good for you. I really, you know. I can I just this is a little off topic but I like I I don't know if I said it in the earlier but I'm gonna say it just in case I really enjoyed watching the episode because I think that you get people are complex and people are interesting and as much as like you guys do such a great job of recapping like I feel like I got a fuller picture of all of these people like I think I like Kristen a lot I just liked everybody a lot more from actually seeing them and the little tiniest sides like that so um, go Kristen, you go get you some dinner. I bet like I hated Kristen in the beginning just because she waited till the wedding day to tell her dad she was getting married. Um, and maybe it's like I could not imagine doing that to my old father, but I was mm-hmm. just like, how could she? And then the moment that was over, I've liked Kristen ever since. She's fun. Uh, um <laughs> so they have a very nice dinner in the jungle. I was like, this is the jungle. It looks I couldn't quite figure out where they were. Sorry, it was some sort of restaurant. Oh, okay. See, I didn't. Even, I wasn't even sure if it was like a restaurant or, yeah. Um, Stasha is shocked to see Mitch in dress shoes, blazer, and a collared shirt. <laughs> um, Alexis tells Mitch that the wood is the table is wood yes. and not plastic. Which I was like, is he really gonna appreciate that? Isn't he gonna be upset that we cut down the table to the tree to uh, do the table? Sorry, can we go back to Lindy and the sh- um. What did the man say? Is calfskin? I like <laughs> sheepskin. <laughs> and he was yes. Oh, that was cute too. Again, another cute little side. Um, yeah. Uh, and Mitch, you know, I don't know if this is how he has been about all of his um, concerns for the planet. But when they made fun of him, he seemed to take it well. Does he generally take it well? Yes. Okay. You know, I'm glad you pointed this out. There has never been a time. Well, first off, Mitch wears his environmentalism like like a badge, mm-hmm. so I couldn't see him ever getting upset. Um, but you're right that I've never seen him take it badly, ever. He just he takes it in stride. He's actually a very good natured person for the most part. It's dawning on me. Uh, they talk about everybody has to go around and talk about their marriages. From watching this 
whole thing. Do you think that that is a good thing that MAPS does? No. Bringing the couples together to talk about things? No, I don't. <laughs> um, I think it's good television. Um, but I don't think it's a good thing. I, um, I, I don't know what it serves ex- except good television. Like, it's awkward. Um, and it is... Like, it seems like you have to make revelations about or provide insight into a relationship in this setting that often you haven't provided to your partner prior. So they're a little bit blindsided by what you're saying. And it's just, you no, know, it's awkward. I did not love it. Even when it's good, because we start with Miguel just, you know, singing praises about how happy he is. And he never thought he'd have this connection with a stranger. Um and Lindy, once again, Lindy saying that she's been able to get away with murder in previous mm-hmm. relationships, um, but she respects him and she doesn't want that to be part of their relationship. So it's taking work on her end, but he's worth it. Like altogether, these are all positive things, but it is like, but does it need to be said in this form? Mm-hmm. It made me also, when she said that, it made me think of, I think you and Tane have had this conversation about the previous season about like, he keeps me in check and like that sort of, insight you know like I can't get away with things and it's I do like that she said like I have too much respect for him for that but it's also like uncomfortable and weird dynamic like why do you want to walk all over I don't know I didn't yeah on its face it's like oh we're all great but even that was like this is uncomfortable I wish to be saying these things did you notice Stasha's Chanel earrings oh my gosh yes I turned to my husband and I said, she's worn two different Chanel earrings in the two different scenes because she was wearing little CCs, Coco Chanel Cs, when she got tatted and got her, um, and then this one, she had the Chanel. I completely did notice. And I was like, okay, well, Stacey's going to wear this money that she's earning um, on her ears. Carry on. The thing about the Chanel earrings is that they're like such a joke on Real Housewives because like every franchise has had one person or two people wear them. And I don't know what it is with like being filmed, but they always look backwards. Like, did you notice the nail uh, and yeah, the shot? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I wonder if maybe you're supposed to wear them. If you put, if she had flipped the ears, then the shot would have been, yeah, it would have been. Okay. That is really funny. Um, every hand uh, franchise has had this of Real Housewives. Who wears them? Like, give me some Housewives. The, Bev, I know Dorit, I think, has worn them. And I feel like someone on New York maybe has worn them. It may not be every franchise, but definitely Beverly Hills. That's fine. And I think, you know what? I think Potomac did too. Anyway. And it's always backwards. And it's always, I can't recall a single person wearing them the right way. That is hilarious. I want to get some now. I'm going to go look and see how much. You're going to look and see how much, and that'll be the end of you wanting them. I might get them for myself. I might treat myself. <laughs> Um, well, back Stasha, what she actually said is that they have disagreements, but they make it to the other side. It brings them closer together. And Nate says that he has a more a calm approach to things. <laughs> She's like, I'm not calm. And he says they compliment each other. And seeing the bigger picture alleviates the small disagreements. And everybody knew about the tattoo before dinner, clearly, but they did show everybody mm-hmm. the tattoo. And he said that he's happy and he wants his best friend next to me. And Stasha is his best friend. Very sweet. I thought it was amazing when Kristen called him real and amazing. Because previously, Lindy had said at the honeymoon, Lindy was like, is he genuine? So I was like, interesting that Kristen is calling him real. 
Does Justin look unhappy in this moment? But did they flash to him and he looked a little unhappy when they See, I didn't think he looked unhappy, but I thought Alexis looked like like before he yes. Um I thought Alexis looked um I don't I wouldn't say that he looked unhappy, but I thought Alexis was just like ugh. Alexis looked bothered. Do you think she was bothered by Nate or Stasha or she was bothered like, oh god, our time is up? I think it was the the latter. Okay. So Kristen, Mitch asks her and she says, oh, you go first. And Mitch says that it's demanding and difficult to be married and he's never lived with anybody before. And it's been a journey of self-discovery and he's done a lot of work with himself. He also says that he wasn't sure if he had the capacity to be a husband. Kristen, in her kindness, says he's he's incredible and she doesn't doubt how hard he's trying. But you say a lot of stuff. You signed up to be married. I was so happy when she says this because this is what Tane and I say here every week. <laughs> Especially Tane. What were these people thinking? <laughs> and I was happy for her to say, what were you thinking? Like, she's like, people constantly compliment you. Oh, Mitch is so wonderful. Mm-hmm. She's like, I think you're wonderful. But what about me? And she's like, basically, I think part of me thinks this is going well because I'm doing all the work. And when does it get to a point where I get to stop compromising and doing all the work and you get to do something? And when does, she basically says, when do I get to stop walking on eggshells for Mitch? Mm-hmm. Again, very, I'm glad she said it all. Great insight. Um, yeah, this is the man who didn't even clean his house knowing that cameras were coming. So all of it needed to be said. I'm surprised she didn't bring that up. I would have brought that up because I'm a petty, you know, and that should have been brought up. Um, but yeah, it was, it was, but it was again, like, is that not a conversation for the two of you, just the two of you? Yes. It's awkward in front of everybody else. I think it was definitely a conversation that needed to be had. And it's something that needs to be pointed out to him that you're, you're acting like, oh, wow, this is such a revelatory surprise when like, you asked for it. <laughs> I, I definitely all true. Um, And she talks about how, like, she might snap and lose it. And this man is, like, in a very kind way, like, you have permission to do that. (laughs) She's like, I don't need your permission. I need you to get your ish together so it doesn't happen. Talking to (sighs) me about how I have permission. Alexis jumps in because she says she she's apologizes. And Alexis is like, you don't need to apologize. And Mitch basically says, yeah, you don't need to apologize. And he's like, I don't want to tell you what to do, but you can be your true self and... You know, if you feel like you need to tiptoe, you know, whatever you need to express mm-hmm. to me, I'll be there for you. It was nice. Styrofoam up in your house, and then we'll go see if that's what you're saying. <laughs> <laughs> like, what if I want to make jello shots and not use those mm-hmm. stupid metal cups mm-hmm. that you made me buy? Or, yeah, what if she wants to flip two houses? <laughs> um, so, yes, I thought, I mean, I've said it. A conversation that should happen, perhaps not here. Justin jumps in to say that he's proud of him. And I was like, oh gosh, this is just what he does on After Party that drives Tane insane. Um, Jumping in on things. So he says, what? Like, this woman just said she's tired of people telling Mitch how wonderful Mm -hmm. he is. And Justin just decides to do it. Yeah. But I guess Justin's just here for his boys. Um... I guess, but if I was, I could not deal with a Justin in any context. In my mm-hmm. life. Not romantic, not as a friend, too too involved. So 
Kristen asks Alexis, what about you? And Alexis says that she doesn't want to talk. She wants to listen. And in an interview, Alexis says that she's trying to be respectful of Justin's sensitivity. If Justin pushes her to talk, then they can see, like, it might make him uncomfortable. But Justin gets a pushy and he's like, why don't you have anything to say? He thinks they're doing good when you're not talking. And she's like, that conversation went in circles. What did you think they were arguing about? Oh, gosh. I don't even know what they're arguing about. Well, and it started before it started. Because as um, other people were talking, she was uncomfortable. And I could tell she was uncomfortable as other people were talking. So then he turns to her and is like, you know, what's going on? Like, she's very clearly uncomfortable. So even before, I believe before someone says, you know, what do you, and she's like, oh, I don't want to say anything. Like, she's already like, oh, this is, this is going to be a mess. Like, this is going to be. And I think, like, what were they arguing about? They were arguing about the fact that she wants to say that I'm, this, this dude is a mess. And, yeah, she basically wants to say what Kristen said. I feel like that's kind of what she wants to say. Like, I'm walking on eggshells. I'm being so careful to deal with your feelings. Um, And aid broken record communication to me what was really like surprising is how many times he would say something and she would say i'm not understanding what you're trying to get me to understand like it's so strange to have people use english towards each other and still not understand each other so i really think you asked me i think the long answer to your short question is what are they arguing about i think they're arguing about the fact that they don't know how to talk to each other (laughs) do you they can learn how to talk to each other uh, um yes but um the caveat is part of what they're struggling with is that and it's very interesting that he i don't believe he cried this whole episode and you guys have led me to believe that he cries all the time um but the difficulty is she's very much like a say it like it is kind of person and he that will make him cry right so how do you learn to talk to each other when your communication styles and your like communication yeah your communication styles are so far off? Is it possible? Yes. But is it possible without major changes on both of your parts? I don't see how. So you think they're a little doomed. I don't know about doomed. I don't know about doomed. You Did- know what? I think that I don't see what they would be hanging on for. Like, sometimes you can see people struggling and you can see, like, oh, but this and this happened and that this is what's good. And this is what they're, be like, figuring it out for. But honestly, with them, I don't really, like, maybe, again, I haven't watched all the other episodes. But um, I just don't see, I haven't seen the good. In the beginning, it was like, she said, he's not really my type, but she threw herself into it wholeheartedly. They were saying, I love you very quickly. And it's basically been all shit since they came back from the honeymoon. Um, so I feel like, okay, are we holding on so they can figure that part out? Sorry. I know I should know this because I have been listening, but the names are a blur. Are these the people with the dogs? Yes. Oh, then this is just done. <laughs> Yeah, we haven't, okay. for instance, at this point, actually, his dog should be back from camp. So we haven't even gotten an update on that. Maybe that'll yeah. happen next week. Yeah, I mean, this show is interesting because 
what I want to say is that, and I, I think you and I have had this conversation a few times over the course of Married at First Sight for different um, couples, but that like, there is part of what you're fighting for and part of what makes relationships, I think, work is like a shared history and a shared, like when you're fighting, you're building on something. And what makes this concept so difficult is that you're not really building on something. You're building on a promise you made on the first day you met. And so when you're fighting, when I'm fighting with my husband, how many years has it been? 12 years later. Like, yes, I'm fighting about this one thing, but this one thing in the spectrum of our entire relationship is inconsequential. And so whatever happens, we'll get through it. But when you're building and fighting at the same time, then to me, it seems like, how do you get through that? So yeah, I think they're doomed because what are they, all they've, they've spent more fighting than building. Do you feel like in the beginning, they almost need to have very few problems in order to get to the part where they're fighting for something? Perhaps, or maybe not very few problems, but very low stakes problems. So you can have disagreements, but they can't be disagreements about your dog bit my dog, your dog attacked my dog, or you, you know what I mean? Like, I don't think you have to be perfect, but I think if you have nothing but like big conflict, then how, like, what are you building on? Hmm. And you're, I mean, Alexis and Justin, I had almost forgotten about the Newton biting incident. Um, but now that you've reminded me of it, I'm like, they have had nothing but turmoil, turmoil since they got back. And it it is about big concrete things, but it's also about, in this case, like she s- believed that he was throwing a tantrum. Even the rest of the table was like, oh my gosh, she's throwing a tantrum. Lindy wanted his food <laughs> because he was pouting. And she Ooh. called him on it in that moment. Like, you do not know how to self-regulate. You are pouting. You have a Jekyll and Hyde thing. And last week we were talking about Jekyll and Hyde about a person can just kind of have emotions and then like be over those emotions. Is that Jekyll and Hyde or is it just having emotions, you know? Mm, I think it's being a completely different person, which I would say, actually, I will give him, I don't think he has a Jekyll and Hyde thing. I don't think they were large swings. He just upset. Yeah, yeah, I think he was just upset. So I, I feel like giving it like Jekyll and Hyde is it's harsh um but he definitely was upset and you know again you asked very early on what are they arguing about different communication styles but i also think he was upset because he wanted to come and report back and be like we're so good too and you know all of the table was basically because morgan and ben weren't there that perhaps this is where morgan and ben would have been helpful um the table was like yeah you know we're having struggles but we're we're good or we're not having struggles and I think he wanted to look good in front of everybody and she denied him that. And that was part of his problem. You know, I didn't even pick up on that. And you're totally right. Like he wanted their progress report to be good. And she was just like, oh, I'm not willing to. Mm-hmm. She didn't say it was bad. She just wasn't willing to like gas them up in front of company to make him mm-hmm. feel better. Hmm. Yeah. So they end the episode. Like these people... Justin and Alexis have just ended episodes with negativity like multiple times. So we end this one with Alexis in the bathroom with Stasha saying, I have to coddle this man at every moment. And Justin outside, I think talking to a producer saying Mm -hmm. that he's trying. Yeah. 
It was a sad ending. And the next week we see them having basketball, having a great time. So who knows? I wonder if Lindy really did eat his food. <laughs> you know, I appreciated Lindy in that moment. I really did. I appreciate a person who looks and is like, you know, this food is not going to be wasted on my I watch. mean, I'm surprised she didn't have to fight Kristen for it. Kristen, who was going to come get her meal with or without her man. <laughs> oh, so Allie, who has your bouquet this week? Oh, this is so hard. Um, okay, this is the only person who I really think deserves it. I really was hoping in our discussion I would think of somebody else, but here's who I have picked. Stacy's mom. I really like Miss Stacy. I did. I liked her apron. I liked her advice. I liked her, you know, it's easy as a mom to take your kid's side, but she didn't just take her kid's side. She saw her kid, but she also spoke up for what she needed to be. So I picked Stacy's mom. Oh, how about you, Nate? Who has your bouquet? My bouquet this week, I felt like I couldn't give it to any couples together. You know what? But I will. I will give it to Kristen and okay. Mitch. They had a good they had a good week. And when Kristen told him, you're getting too much credit for not doing enough work, mm-hmm. he owned up to it and told her, like, you can be yourself. Now I want to see if it actually ends up being this way, but they had a nice month anniversary. They just have you know, they had really good, they had a good week and I was happy for them. And I'm glad you were here to point out to me like exactly how cute they are. I enjoyed them. Allie, who has your burnt ashes? Whew, it's a tie. You know, it's not a tie. It's two people, but one person earned it more. This Morgan, this Morgan should just go home. It's a sad, sad day where you have me wishing for Alyssa. And that is where you put me this week, Morgan. So you should go on home, pull on Alyssa, go get your stuff. Don't be shouting at this man, disrespecting this. If you don't want him, don't want him. Go home. Be like Alyssa. That should be the motto now. If you don't want, just go home. But then also, not as much, less burnt ashes, fewer burnt ashes for Justin. Um, There's a lot there. I mean, we've talked about it. I don't really think I need to elaborate. Um, But I just, yeah. How about you? Your burnt ashes. Who has your burnt ashes? My burnt ashes also have to go to Morgan. That that was nonsense. I, I, I'm curious to see if later on we're going to find out more information, but there's no information I can find out that think that anything she did this week was an appropriate reaction. Like you said, if you want to go, just go. I didn't really like the way she spoke to Ben. I don't mm-hmm. care how upset you are. It felt very demeaning and controlling mm-hmm. and rude. Um, and I don't know what he did, but I just didn't think he deserved that. I just want to, before we go, I want to give a special shout out to Rita. Um, I will say, Rita, I haven't read your email yet, but the fact that you emailed us in the middle of the show while it was on, I really, I felt your passion and I appreciated it. And I'm very curious to see what you have to say um, in your email. Thank you, Rita. (sighs) All right, guys. On that note. Thank you so much for letting me um, join you this week. Hopefully I did right by the people's. Yes. Thank you. Thank you for giving me my first full episode. Thank you so much for being my favorite special sister and coming on to the podcast. It's been great. Maybe you'll come back again one day. I don't think so, but never say never. That's it for this week, guys. You can find Alter Call on Instagram and Twitter at Alter Call M-A-F-S. That's A-L-T-A-R-C-A-L-L-M-A-F-S. We love hearing from you guys on social media. 
Um, we're available everywhere you listen to podcasts. Thank you so much for your support and for listening to our show. And don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review us on whichever platform you listen. Um, and give us a five-star review if you're so inclined. Have a wonderful week, and we'll talk to you guys next week. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.